This podcast is dedicated to Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace, champ, the greatest of all time. Surrounded at the moment by two massive men. Now why you gotta be one of all people who's color to keep saying cash is clay? Why don't you call me my name, man? What's your name? My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the center of that ring. Now fight if you don't do it now. When you wear somebody's name, um, the idea is that you take on some of what made them great and what makes them a hero. Because a lot of us have heroes right in our own families. And so the fact that I, that I have Muhammad Ali's name, uh, I really want to at least try to live up to some of his greatness and what makes him a hero. That was Brother Ali and this is the Clifton Maniacs Podcast. We created this podcast in order to spread the knowledge of Brother Ali. This way it will help everyone that has been suffered discrimination. Now they know they aren't alone. Our names may just be a simple word, but from our points of view, names are important parts of who we are and an expression of our culture. We created this podcast in order to spread all the knowledge of Brother Ali. He changed his name because he, he made he was made fun because now boy no. He wanted to just like everyone else and try to change his looks to make others happy, but he learned that that wasn't that that wasn't the answer, and he needs to be happy and love himself. After that, he he became Muslim and changed his name to Ali. He changed it to Ali because he was inspired Muhammad Ali. As the 21st century learners that we are, we have to recognize and respect our cultures and help others understand the origin of our names. There are many Muslim Americans and most of the Muslims that have immigrated to this country came to get freedom they deserve as human beings. During this episode about Brother Ali, with the hope that people don't think that all the Muslims are terrorists because of how they dress or the actions of a feel. This is something that people should know how others feel when they are discriminated against. Something that people have to know is that people are equal no matter what they believe in. There is violence against Muslims because of their actions of Muslims extremists on 9-11. Some Muslim extremists were responsible for the Twin Towers going down, but that doesn't mean that all Muslims should be treated poorly because of their horrible actions of some Muslims. Muslims are being discriminated against because of their culture. Also, some Americans believe that Muslims shouldn't be allowed to come to America. 
we should be careful about who we allow into our country but i think it is wrong to discriminate based on religion also there are many refugees who are trying to escape violence if they go back to their home countries they can be hurt because there is a lot of violence in their area in class we read about muslims and sikhs and how just because they look like Muslims, to some they have been victims of terrorism and the hands of Americans. But we should know that they shouldn't be hurt or killed in America for the way they dress or the color of their skin. Some Muslims have been victims of violence Americans because the terrorist acts of Muslim extremists. Just because how you dress doesn't mean you're a terrorist or a Muslim extremist. You have to be treated the same way that you have to be treated because they are human beings. Not all Muslims should be blamed for the actions of few. Muslims are like everyone else. They are rappers, students, doctors, and lawyers. Artists and barbers. Chefs and policemen. Teacher and soccer player. Uh, basketball players. Construction workers. Carpenters. There are many Muslims that inspire others, like Malala, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Malcolm X, to name a few. Brother Ali was inspired by Muhammad Ali, and he has inspired millions of people around the world for many reasons. But there is one story that most people don't know about. At first, Ali lived in a segregated town called Louisville, Kentucky. After that, he made the Olympic team and won a gold medal. When he returned home, he was celebrated. But his country didn't accept his people because of the color of their skin. Ali was heartbroken because he fought for his country, but they didn't accept his family and friends. Ali was so disappointed that he threw his gold medal into the Ohio River. This shows that while Ali was proud to be a champ, he cared more about his people. For the prestige, not for me, but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping in concrete floors today in America. Black people who are living on welfare. Muhammad Ali took many risks in his life that he did not believe that he could do, but he had courage and he was a hero. Interviewing Brother Ali was euphoric and exceptional. Exciting and powerful. Fun and exciting. I am the greatest. 19 years old, sacrificed his ego. So here we go, salute my namesake. Many are successful, very few afraid. Uh, yeah, I'm the greatest. Uh, right on y'all, and I am. So by day, so by, 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 by day. Welcome to the namesake interview. Today we will be interviewing Brother Ali. Ali is a famous hip hop artist who fights for justice and human dignity. Hi, Brother Ali. We are the Clifton Maniacs and we are excited to interview today. We are interviewing you because we want to learn about you and your song, Namesake. Hello, my name is Alanjir, and what kind of person are you? 
What kind of person am I? Um, well, I try to be a good person. I try to be a person that um, is very connected to uh, the creator and to myself and to my heart and to other people and to my community. Hi, my name is Omar and I was wondering, would you like to share how fifth grade was like in the past? I would love to, Brother Omar, thank you so much. Um, fifth grade was kind of tough for me. So I'm albino, you see how I have this white beard and I look like the Kentucky Fried Chicken Man? <laughs> That's because um, I'm an albino, and when you're an albino, that means that the the hair, the color that you would normally have in your hair and your eyes and your skin, that I don't have any of that stuff. So when I was a kid, it was the same, only I couldn't grow a beard, so I just had white hair, and I looked like a fifth grade old man. And so I used to go to school, and people used to talk crazy about me. And um, so my mom had the idea, one time I was switching schools, so she had the idea that if we could dye my hair to look blonde, then I would just look like a regular white boy and then nobody would know that I was an albino and it would be a secret. So we went to this, uh, like a hair salon where you go and get your hair cut and dyed and all that stuff. And they tried to dye my hair, but hair dye works with the color that's already in your hair. And so since I don't have any color in my hair, it turned my hair purple. <laughs> so I literally was like, oh man, this is worse than having white hair. Now I have purple hair. This was a terrible idea and you're going to make my life worse and now I'm going to be that dude. Not that having purple hair is bad. I just didn't choose it. So anyway, um, so then we went to another place and she finally figured out how to dye my hair blonde. And she thought that it was going to help me, but it actually didn't because I was going to school every day pretending to be something that I wasn't just so that I could make other people happy and so that they would treat me like I had dignity and they would respect me. Um, and then I had to go to go back to this place every week or two because the hair that was growing out of my head is white like my hair is. So um, it, was, it was like a secret that what naturally grew out of my body was bad. And that actually made me feel more um, down about myself and more depressed because it's one thing for other people to have a negative opinion of you but what's most important is that we don't ever have a negative opinion of ourselves and that we have love and dignity and respect for who we are and whether or not other people grow to respect us uh, is something that we would like to happen, but we can't control that. The only thing that we can really control is ourselves. And so I had a teacher. She actually wasn't a teacher. She was the lady that worked in the lunch area. And she was the one that came to me and told me about this idea that black people in America had come to in the late 60s and 70s, back like when our grandparents were kids. Um, they had an idea where they used to, and some people still do this, but they would perm their hair and put perm in their hair so that it would lay down and it wouldn't be strong with tight curls like African hair, but it would lay down uh, flat like white people's hair. And so in the late 60s and early 70s, people cut all that stuff out of their hair and they grew their hair natural like how your teacher's hair is very strong and, and beautiful and handsome and natural like that. And they called it black is beautiful. And the teacher told me you should cut all that stuff out of your hair and you should grow your hair the way it really is and just learn how to love yourself. And then 
other people can love you. But if you don't love yourself, nobody can ever respect you. Nobody can ever love you. So that's what I was going through in fifth grade. Hi, my name is Savas. And um, what inspired you to become a rapper? So I wanted to become a rapper um, because when I, I actually started rapping when I was in second grade. And um, that I just really loved the music and I loved the dancing. And I used to be a dancer. I used to do what they call break dancing, but then I got too fat. So I, I, I wasn't good at break dancing anymore. And so I started to do the music part. And um, I really love the words and I love how powerful the messages could be in the words. And so I, I, my grandmother told me that if you want to be something, you can be it. Even if you don't, even if people don't think that you can do that. Um, but if you do it every single day, then you can be it. Whatever you're meant to be, if you do it every day, you'll be it. And so that's what I did. I've, and I've done this every single day since I was seven years old. And I'm 38 years old now, so I've been doing it for... 30 years. My name is Kenya and my question is, what encourages you to write? That's a really good question. Um, I think when I feel something really strongly, I want to be able to share that feeling with other people. Sometimes we have a, a, a feeling and it can be very lonely if we think that we feel our feelings by ourselves. But what's really powerful is when we feel our feelings and then we meet other people and we realize that they feel the same feeling as us or something very, very close to what we feel. And really that's what makes friends and that's what makes family and that's what builds love between people is that we know that we feel something and we experience something as a human being and that somebody else experiences it too. And so from writing songs and from listening to music, I used to listen to music when I was a kid and think that I was completely alone that nobody was going through the hard things that I was going through, that nobody was experiencing other people be mean to them like what I was experiencing. But then there are certain songs that made me know that the person who's singing this song, they feel like I do. So I want to write songs that way too, to, to write the way that I feel. And then when other people listen to it, it makes me know, and they connect with it, and they say, I feel like that too. It makes me know that we're not alone. And that's a very beautiful thing to me. Hi, my name is Juliana, and my question is, um, how much work goes into making a song? Um, so that's a really good question, how much work goes into a song. Some songs are very easy, and people who write songs, sometimes they say that a song will write itself. And of course it doesn't write itself, but some songs are very easy, and you can write them in about 15 minutes. Other songs might take a year or years to write. So some songs, I know that I want to write them, but then it just takes me so long to figure it out. And those songs sometimes can really start to hurt my heart because I wonder if I'm ever gonna be able to write them. And there are some songs that I've started years ago and I haven't finished them yet. So please pray for me that I'll be able to finish those songs. Um, and the, the main thing is just to not give up on something. If you know that, it's, that you really wanna do, write a song or a story or draw a picture or make something or, you know, the thing is that if you if you keep feeling that feeling that brings you back to it, then uh, it's, it's good to not give up. It's good to keep going. Sometimes giving up can feel easier because when I'm working on a song and I really want to get it right and it really matters to me, 
but I can't get it right. Sometimes that can feel like torture because it can feel like, man, I'm, maybe I'm not good enough to write this song. And so giving up on it or to try to stop caring seems like it would be easier than to care about it and not be able to do it. But um, I've had people encourage me to, to just maybe take a break and come back um, to maybe try some other things to finish, to finish a song. Hi, my name is Melanie, and I wanted to know how much, how, where did your name come from? So when I was born, my name was Jason. And that means healer, but I didn't know that when I was a kid. And I actually didn't like that name because when people would say my name, a lot of times the, it, they were saying something very like cruel and just nasty and mean and whack and stank that goes along with my name. So I started to not like my name. And when I was 15, I, I learned about Islam. And my biggest hero in the world was, and, and one of my biggest heroes still is Malcolm X. Um, and when Malcolm X became a Muslim, um, he, his last name, he didn't believe that it was his real last name because many African people who were brought to America in slavery were, they had great names and great families and great history. And they built great civilizations and all types of, you know, the greatest universities in the world and all kinds of stuff. They did amazing things and they had really important names. Um, but when they were brought to America, the people who thought that they owned them, the people who were forcing them into slavery, they made them change their names to have white names and to have Christian names. And sometimes they gave them their last name. So if a family um, owned slaves, they would that those slaves last name or those enslaved people, their last name would just become that family's name. So the last family to own uh, his great grandparents was called Little. So they called him Malcolm Little. But he said, I don't feel little and I'm, that's not my name and that's not who I am. Um, and so he took the last name X and then later he changed it again. But so when I became a Muslim, I kept the last name from my parents because uh, they didn't experience that type of slavery. And so I thought I would honor them by keeping that name, but I changed my first name to Ali. Um, and I was naming myself after Muhammad Ali. When it, when it was suggested that name, um, the, the Prophet Muhammad, his cousin's name was Ali. And so the name Ali is like the fifth most famous name in the world. A lot of people have Ali in their name. And they're named after the Prophet Muhammad's cousin. But when they were talking to me about that, I didn't know about any of that. I didn't know who that person was. Nothing. The reason why that name uh, stuck with me is because of the boxer Muhammad Ali. And so when I wanted to be, when I was decided to really try to make a career of rapping, I asked some kids that I was teaching what my name should be. What should be my rap name? And, um, you know, this is before, like back then people had weird rap names. Like now people's rap name is their name. Like Kendrick Lamar, his real name is Kendrick Lamar. Uh, Drake, his middle name is Drake. Uh, but, at, you know, I don't think Young Thug's real name is Young Thug, though. But I'm not sure about that. Um, but so he, you know, I was asking the kids, what should my name be? And the this little girl, they all called me Brother Ali. And so she was like, what are you talking about, Brother Ali? You're Brother Ali. And so that I kept that as my rap name. 
Hi, my name is Giselle, and I'm just wondering, what does your name mean to you? It's, it, it means to me that we have the opportunity that we can decide who we are. We don't have to let the world tell us who we are. Um, I believe that we have a creator, um, and I believe that the creator sh is the one who says what we are. And I believe that the one who created all of us, created everybody, says that we're dignified and that we deserve respect and that we should respect each other and respect ourselves. And so when I changed my name, um, that's what it meant to me. At first, my parents didn't like that I changed my name, but when I became Muslim, I stopped getting in trouble. The police stopped coming to my house. Um, I stopped you know, doing a lot of things that they didn't like me doing. So they went along with it. And then by the time that they got older, they really respected that and they called me Ali. So it means a lot of things to me. Hi, my name is Ivanka and I wanted to ask you what motivated you to write the song, Nickname? Um, well, the song is, it's a story about Muhammad Ali. And um, Muhammad Ali, before he was famous uh, and became, you know, he, Muhammad Ali became, they say he's the most famous human being on earth. And I believe that that's true. Literally any country you go to, everybody knows and loves and respects Muhammad Ali. Um, but when he was young and he was only like 18, so like he just got out of high school, um, he went to the Olympics and he didn't know that he was going to be the most famous athlete or human being even on earth. He just knew that he went to the Olympics and that was the greatest thing he ever did. And he fought and he won a gold medal. When you win a gold medal in the Olympics, uh, you stand on the top of this, uh, like a big box on top of everybody. And they give you a gold medal and they say that you're the winner and they put the flag of your country up in, uh, over all the other flags and they play the national anthem for your country. So Muhammad Ali won and all the other countries had to listen to the American national anthem. The American flag went up and he thought that that meant that he had done something so great for his country that the American people would have to respect him and respect his people. He lived in a city called Louisville, Kentucky, which is in the South. It's the, it's a Northern part of the South, but it still was the South and is the South. And at that time they didn't let uh, black Americans or African Americans eat in the same restaurants as white people. You couldn't even use the same toilet as a white person. Like they literally didn't want their pee and their doo-doo to mix with other people's pee and doo-doo. It was really crazy. And so, um, uh, sorry for saying doo-doo in your class, sir. Um, but they, they literally, like, you couldn't even, when they were dead, you couldn't even be buried in the same places as white people. And so when uh, Muhammad Ali, his name was Cassius Clay still. He hadn't changed his name yet. He also changed his name when he became Muslim. Um, he went to, he took his gold medal and he used to wear it on his neck all the time. He wore it in the shower. He wore it all, he wore it in bed. He wore it everywhere. And some of those restaurants, they let him come in and eat because he had won a, a, a gold medal. And his family, his mom, his dad, his brothers, they would try to go back to those restaurants that they were allowed to eat in without him, and they wouldn't let him eat there. And so he 
Muhammad Ali really felt like his gold medal, if it didn't mean that his people would be free, he didn't want to be treated special if his people couldn't be free too. And so there's a river in, in his city of Louisville called the Ohio River. And he took off the gold medal, which was his greatest achievement, and he threw it in the river. And that was a major sacrifice for him to make at that time. Um, he ended up becoming this really famous athlete, but he didn't know that that was going to happen. Um, so I was really so inspired by that story um, that I wanted to write a song about it. And I, I didn't think that that's something that a lot of people knew about Muhammad Ali. A lot of people know other stories about him that are also really great. Um, but this one happened when he was really young and before he was really famous. He made that sacrifice for his people. ¿Por qué se puso el nombre Namescape a esta canción y qué significa? Um, hi, this is Ashley's question and she wanted to say why did you name the song Namesake and what does it mean? So then this the basically the idea of a namesake is that somebody is named after you. And when somebody when you when you take somebody else's name and maybe, you know, maybe some of you guys are named after other people in your families, like um, your grandfather or grandmother or auntie or uncle or your father or somebody in your family. When you wear somebody's name, um, you, the idea is that you take on some of what made them great and what makes them a hero. Because a lot of us have heroes right in our own families. And so the fact that I, that I have Muhammad Ali's name uh, I really want to at least try to live up to some of his greatness and what makes him a hero. And the thing I think that makes somebody a hero is that, um, you know, we all have things about ourselves that we really like and then some things we wish we could change or be better about. And Muhammad Ali had had those things as well. But when somebody is a hero is when they're willing to give up something from their own pleasure or joy or comfort or happiness they're willing to give that up so that other people can have more joy and more comfort and more happiness and over and over and over again what made him a hero is not only because he was so successful in the fact that like when he was boxing he beat anybody's butt nobody could beat him in fighting um even people that were stronger than him even people that were bigger than he was he just whipped all their behinds over and over and over again uh, but the thing that made him really great is that he was willing to um, sacrifice so that other people could be free. He threw his, his, his uh, gold medal in the river because if, if, if they wouldn't let his mom eat in a restaurant, he didn't want to eat there. Even no matter how much he loved the food, no matter how cool he felt when he was there and how flat maybe he felt like he had so much swag when he was eating at the restaurant. If his mom couldn't eat there, he didn't want to eat there. Um, and then when he was the champion of the world and he was making a lot of money and he was had houses and cars and fly all everything just super fly, they wanted him to go into the army and because they had a war with Vietnam. And he didn't want to do that and he didn't believe in that. And he didn't want to go and, and you know fight and kill other people because he just didn't believe in it. And so they, they wouldn't let him fight anymore and they wouldn't let him make money anymore. And they wouldn't let him, um, you know, do what he loved to do. And he lost a lot of money and they almost put him in jail. They said they were going to put him in jail if he didn't go fight in the army. And 
So he said, okay, well, then you're just going to have to put me in jail. I don't know what to tell you. And he even told them, if, 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 if you say that you're going to kill me for this, then you're just going to have to kill me. He was really, really fearless. And he believed in the creator and he believed in his people. He believed in the rights of people to be free. And so he was willing to get killed for that. He was willing to go to jail for that. He was willing to go from rich to being poor. He was willing to give anything. So, um, you know, I want to have a little bit of that. I want to have as much of that as I can. I want to be like that. Mi nombre es José. ¿Qué significa la palabra? Muchos son exitosos, pero solo algunos son grandes. José, excuse me, was what does many are successful, but very few are great men? Mm. So, so that's a really great question. Um, and actually that, so I have another one of my heroes and, and he's actually my friend too, is a man named Cornell West. And Cornell West is a really, really smart professor and teacher and writer. Um, but one of the things that he's really great at is that he can talk about really smart things in ways that are easy for people like me who are not as smart as him to understand. And so that's a that's one of his things that he always says. Many are successful, very few are great, or the difference between being successful and being great. So if somebody does their job really well and they make a whole bunch of money, or they get to be the boss, or they get famous, that's good for them, and that's good. And we hope that people get are able to have money, and if people think they want to be famous, then that's good too. Um, but what really makes somebody great is when everything that they have benefits their people so if i buy my if i get a lot of money and buy myself a house then that's good there's nothing wrong with that that's a good thing um if i buy my mom a house then that's that's special um if i buy you know houses for all of my friends then that's really special if i make it so that if i'm able to buy a house for everybody in my in the hood then that's that's real that's great you know what I mean? So the more people you help, the more the, the, that's when you go from being good to being excellent to really, truly being a great person. And um, so, you know, I've known people that had a lot of money. I, I, I just have a normal amount, I think. Um, I've known people that have been very, very famous. I'm a little bit known to the people that who know who my music is. Um, I've known people who are the boss of things and they have a lot of power and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what really impresses me, all those things are cool, but what really impresses me is when somebody can benefit everybody that they ever come around. And so uh, Muhammad Ali, it still is that way. And even now, like he's very sick. Um, all of those years of fighting, um, it really hurt his body and it really hurt his, um, yeah, it really hurt his body. And so it's difficult for him to talk and to move around and to do all the things he used to do. Uh, but he still benefits people. Um, and still there's a lot of people whose lives are, are improved because of him. Hi, my name is Edwin. And my question is, what do you think about immigration? Um, well, this country, so what I think about immigration, that's a great question. This country belongs to the First Nations people who were here and who this is their home. And every people on earth, they have a home that's theirs, where they 
their bodies are connected and their souls and their spirit and their mind and their history and their legacy and their greatness and, and their dignity is connected to that land. Um, and so this place is connected to the First Nation people who were here and who were doing great things and who had great languages and great cultures and great civilizations before anybody came uh, to, to, to want to be a part of it. Those great people, all the way from, you know, the, the um, you know, from every, every part of this continent, they had great civilizations. And when the European people came, when the white people came, most of the people who were here said, you're welcome. Like, you can come in here and you can live with us and you can enjoy all the good things. Then we'll teach you how to live here. We'll teach you how to hunt and we'll teach you how to, the, the plants that you can eat and the plants that you can't eat. When the European people got here, they didn't know how to live here. Um, they didn't know what plants to eat. They would eat the wrong mushrooms or the wrong berries and they would die. And so, you know, your great grandparents taught them how to live here. They would go out in the sun and they didn't know how to protect themselves from the sun and they would, you know, they would get all burnt up and, it would, you know, they didn't know what to do or they would get cold and they didn't know how to keep themselves warm and they didn't know how to hunt the animals. They didn't have any food. And the First Nations people fed them and gave them clothes and taught them how to build houses and, and wanted to share because traditional people always share. They're, they never keep other people out. They always open their arms. They always share. And that's the truth in Africa and Asia and all over the world. Um, but the European people, they didn't want to share. They wanted to have it for themselves. And that's the, the part. That's the part that made it all start to get bad. Um, so the European people, they brought guns and they brought um, alcohol and they brought diseases and they brought uh, jewels from other places and they killed a lot of people. They made a lot of people sick. They tricked a lot of people. Uh, they, they tricked people into fighting themselves, into fighting their own groups. And then they became the dominators in this part of the world. And now that they've done that, now they want to tell other people that they can't come and, that, and they don't want to share what they have and they don't want to share. And that's unfortunate. And, and so I, I think that um, I think that we should get back to original ways of living and the original people, uh, they shared and they benefited from each other and they learned from each other. So um, about immigration, I think that um, I think that it's 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 not nice that that people were invited or were welcomed here and now they don't want to let other people be here. And that's just cruelty. It's just very, very cruel. Thank you for your time, um, time today. Do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys and and, and um, thank your teacher. And, I, and your questions are really awesome. And the way that you guys carry yourselves are really awesome. And you have like a, a really um, amazing spirit. And... I think that I, I wish that I, I could have gone to a school like what you guys are going to because you guys got it going on. And you, I'm, I'm very impressed with you. And um, so thank you for letting me talk to you and thank you for talking to me and thank you for teaching me. And I appreciate you very much. 
and I'm at your service. And if you guys ever think of anything that you that I can help with or that you uh, want or anything like that, just hit me up. Gracias. Interviewing Brother Ali was shocking to know that he was bullied because of the color of his hair and being albino. Also, I want to thank Brother Ali for inspiring me to be myself and to not to be something that I'm not. Interview Brother Ali was exciting and powerful because he told us that he started rapping when he was in second grade. And everyone, Brother Ali was inspiring because he said not to act like somebody else, just be yourself and you can do it. Interviewing Brother Ali was euphoric and exceptional because when we first called him, I thought he would be like most rappers wearing jewelry. But when I saw him, he was different. When he was speaking, my jaw dropped and I was amazed by his powerful words. Interviewing Brother Ali was inspiring and exciting because he shared why and how he became a rapper and why he changed his name to Brother Ali. We also learned about Brother Ali and how he converted to Islam, changed his name to Ali because he didn't want it to be mistreated. Ali changed his name to something that he was proud of because bullies made fun of his real name. Ali was able to overcome discrimination and change, change his life to become one of the coolest rappers alive. So I hope you like this episode about Muslims and to learn that Muslims deserve a, a chance to do anything they want, just like other every American. I don't have to be what you want me to be. I'm free to be what I want to be and think what I want to think, right?